With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Isn't it hard to believe it's already October? 2020 has been a strange year. And for a lot of us, 2020 has been a challenging year. And I'm here to help you out just in time for the holidays. Halloween is right around the corner, plus Thanksgiving, Christmas. Before you know it, it'll be 2021. Well, we're probably all really looking forward to that, but the holidays can be a very stressful time for families who maybe you're having to stretch that budget a little further. And with all the extra wrinkles and expenses this year, this could be the most challenging holiday season ever for a lot of families. And that's where I think SaveWithConrad.com can help you out. I hope so, at least. We've routinely helped our podcast listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. If you've unfortunately racked up a bunch of debt and now you find yourself feeling stuck, making minimum payments, SaveWithConrad.com can help you. First of all, we're going to show you how to get out of debt faster at a much better interest rate and do it with cheaper monthly payments. Here's how we do this. First of all, we're going to get you a better deal on your mortgage. Most Americans have an interest rate in the fours, fives, or sixes, but we're routinely helping our podcast listeners get interest rates in the twos and threes. And I've been doing mortgages for 19 years. I've never been able to offer rates in the twos, but I'm doing it every day now. And I'd love to run the numbers for you and show you how much you can save by taking advantage of these historic rates while we've still got them. We've all got this election looming. Nobody knows exactly what that's going to do to rates, but I know we've got the best rates we've ever had right now. But the time to act is now, before it's too late. And how's this for starters? No house payments for two months. You won't have to make your November or your December payment. You're done until next year. Wouldn't that be nice? Let's go ahead and finish up 2020 with no house payments. I mean, let's face it, your house payment's your single biggest bill, right? Now imagine if you got to pocket two months of that. That's going to be the cash infusion you need just in time for the holidays. And oh yeah, don't put Christmas on a credit card. We can show you how to get rid of all that credit card debt once and for all. So by the time 2021 rolls around, you've got a much better interest rate. You've got a much better mortgage. You've got no credit card debt, and it really is the clean slate maybe you've been looking for. Let's make it happen for you right now. Get a quick quote for free at SaveWithConrad.com. We're licensed in more than 40 states. You don't need perfect credit, and you don't need money out of your pocket to see if we can save you some cash. So what have you got to lose? Two house payments, a lot of stress, unnecessary interest. You've got a lot to lose, but only if you hurry right now to save with Conrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. It's SaveWithConrad.com. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful, classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She's easy. Wait, what? Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye flawless, near colorless, high quality, round, brilliant cut diamond, expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the test of time. Krista is available. 
She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. This magnificent full one carat round brilliant cut diamond is only $31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Plus free shipping and 12 months interest-free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only or go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on the Krista ready for love engagement ring. Steven Singer Jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Arn. And of course, we couldn't be here unless we were joined by the founder of the Four Horsemen, the enforcer himself, Double A, Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? Doing great, sir. Yourself? Man, I'm uh, happier than a puppy with two Peters. I'm excited to be here with you. It's middle of October. We're doing another hashtag Ask Arn Anything. Life is good. Why would you need two Peters? Well, I'm just saying a puppy would really like that, probably. I mean, it seems like it's my dog's favorite toy. Double your pleasure, double your fun type thing. <laughs> I don't know. I just know I go get him new toys every time we go to the store and I come back and he still likes that thing better than anything I pull out of the box. One thing about having, you know, and I'm a dog person, buddy, they is unconditional love and a great companion. They are our best friend. That's for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, and we're going to try to be your best friend today. Cause we're doing another hashtag ask Arn anything coming up next week. Uh, we're going to be doing bragging rights, 2010. Uh, and if you haven't already, you got to join us over at adfreeshows.com. Uh, we just watched Arn's last pay-per-view match against Lex Luger, Halloween havoc, 1996. Uh, what a time that was, uh, don't you dare miss it. Let's jump into the questions though. Arn, we got 281 to pick from today, just on Twitter alone. There's no way we'll get to them all. But I got to tell you, you're going to get a chuckle out of the very first one. Are you ready for this? Not sure, but shoot. People are obsessed with your food. Brian wants to know what's your go-to sandwich. Now I'm assuming he means not a burger, not one that you can hit at a drive-thru, but one that Aaron's going to make for you at the house. I'm really going to disappoint, but this comes from... Uh, I want to say upbringing, habit, things you develop, your socioeconomic situation at the time. It's going to be bologna with a little mayo on white bread. And Brian bologna would be the one of choice. You really are Tony Schiavone's pal. He loves that shit. You know, I was a bologna guy. I was a, a potted meat guy. I was a canned corned beef guy. Oh, that's different now. Canned corned beef is hard to beat. Stir it up with some onions in a pan. Back to that that fresh white bread with a little mayo, a little pepper. Good to go. 
you know, your selections, we didn't have like gourmet ham and turkey and all that. That wasn't in our budget when we went to the grocery store. So better get used to bologna. And uh, you know what? Turned out it was just fine. People, uh, I know a lot of people that fry it and like it that way. I bet you've had a fried bologna sandwich being a Southern boy. I've had one and that was one too many. I'm, I'm not a fan of bologna. It's not my jam. Don't get hot. <laughs> But the raw bologna, I mean, I just still enjoy a, a bologna sandwich. You know, um, speaking of bologna, you know, your, your pal, Tony Shirani, he's full of bologna. And once upon a time, we did a word association on the show. This was probably three or four years ago. And he said, uh, or I said, elegante. And his exact response was roll a bologna. World of bologna roll of bologna, like the whole loaf. Like not a slice of bologna, the whole bologna. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> the chunk bologna. From... I, I, that's your boy, Tony. Uh, just, you know, connect the dots. Uh, this is Kirk writes any memories of AWA or your trips to Minnesota in your career. Also, why doesn't Minnesota get more love as a wrestling hotbed for talent uh, prior generations to current? And I gotta agree. We've heard a ton about how many great wrestlers came from there. We just talked about this the other day, but you know, the ravishing Rick rude, the Mr. Perfects, the road warriors flair. I mean, steamboat went through up there. There's been so many great wrestlers that got their start in Minnesota. Hulkamania was born in Minnesota, but I don't think you were ever in the AWA officially, right? I mean, no, was, sir. Yeah. But Minnesota though. Any fun memories over the years? I mean, obviously the first Nitro was there. There are some momentous moments. Do you have a favorite Minnesota wrestling memory yourself? Well, that, you know, that first Nitro was pretty cool. You know, being in the mall of America, that whole setting was different and it was unique. And it was, you know, that was a time where we knew the ramifications. We were going to, we were going to war you know, Monday night wars and it was exciting and everyone was on board and everyone was, you know, in the frame of mind that let's, let's go compete. Let's give them something different. And just that whole setting of coming through the people, you know, on that show, I remember we did a deal where I, you know, I came through the people, I'm in a sweatsuit and, you know, some of the shenanigans that went on and it had a different feel than just a wrestling match being in, uh, in a uh, studio or in an arena, it was totally different feel. It was, it was awesome. Uh, so it, it was the beginning of a dawn of a new day and, and you just knew it. You just felt it. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful, classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She's easy. Wait, what? Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye flawless, near colorless, high quality, round, brilliant cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the test of time. Krista is available. She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. This magnificent full one carat round, brilliant cut diamond is only 31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive plus free shipping and 12 months interest-free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only or go now to I hate Steven singer.com 
and click on the Krista ready for love engagement ring. Steven Singer Jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Uh, Stuart Walter wants to know which of Aaron's opponents smelled the worst. Aaron, I got to tell you, one of the reasons this probably comes up is Bruce Pritchard has gone on to say that, uh, well, Bader was legendary for not washing his gear or maybe infamous is a proper term. What about you? Anybody you can list that maybe wasn't the best spelling opponent you ever had? Well, I mean, there was so much heat involved when that occurred. If you had guys that, that showed up and, uh, you know, with their gear stinking, it was like, it was like a bad joke around the locker room. If it was a guy that was, let's just say on the roster, you know, he comes into the territory, it's his first day or two. And you find out the guy's got stinky gear. You give him the benefit of the doubt the next day. But if reports go out that this guy stinks, you know, some way, somehow there, it get word gets back to him. Hey man, take a bath, take a shower and wash your gear. Cause we're in very close quarters and sometimes for 30 minutes at a time, guys got you in a head scissors and his gear stinks. It's not fun. It's not funny. It's a part of uh, ring etiquette. It's like clipping your fingernails. You don't come to the ring with long, dirty fingernails. As disgusting as that may be, you know, it doesn't take much in that setting when we're all sweaty to get scratched by a dirty fingernail. Before you know it, you got staph infection. Oh, wow. Staph gets in the mat. Guess what? Everybody's got staph infection, and that'll kill you. You know, to think you could get killed from a dirty set of fingernails is, you know, and you put just group that in there with having, you know, your gear clean. And Leon was a sweater, and now nobody's going to throw rocks at you about sweating because I was as bad as anybody. But every single night you wash your gear out in the sink. Does it take, you know, much time, money, or effort? And it's just one of those things that you do it in consideration for your opponent. It's like you brush your teeth before you go to the ring. You don't want to have rotten breath, you know, out there in those close quarters. It's just part of ring etiquette, locker room etiquette that you just knew to do because it was passed on. Now, at 400 pounds, Leon was, was you know, pretty menacing deal. I don't know how many guys said, hey, Leon, your, your gear stinks. Right. You know, wash your gear. But uh, he would be top of the list, I think. Well, that's unfortunate. Justin wants to know, Arn is one of my all-time favorites. Does Arn have any memories of working here in Knoxville back in the day? I remember watching Jimmy Golden here in the Knoxville area when I was a kid. Of course, Jimmy would go on to become Bunkhouse Buck. Any good Bunkhouse Buck stories you can share with us over the years? Yeah, you know, it's funny. You know, we just were the passing not too long ago with Bob Armstrong, who was one of my heroes. He was like a father figure to me. He was the first guy to give me a break in the business and, and help me get booked and stuff. And, you know, prior to me actually going down and working the territory, I've told the story where I worked for Bob coming off Atlanta TV for three weeks. And then he got me booked for Bill Watts. And one of those television matches was with Jimmy Golden. 
and uh, bunk, it was bunkhouse bunk. And I didn't even know what I was hearing at the time. But uh, when you first learn, and I was powerlifting back then, and, you know, I was a little tight, and I was really green as goose shit. I didn't know anything. But I was wrestling Jimmy Golden on television. And Jimmy had done an angle where he had had his arm broke a couple of weeks earlier, a few weeks earlier, and he had a cast on that arm. Um, so I guess during the course of our TV match, I was hitting Jimmy, I guess, a little snug with a, with a flipper across the back or across the chest or something that I didn't I wasn't trying to be an asshole. I just didn't know any better. And uh, I guess I got a little snug with him, and brother, he come off the ropes and clotheslined me with that with that cast, and I was seeing stars. Mm. Dust flew off of that cast. I mean, it was like he he brought it, and and we got backstage, and I was kind of over in the corner by myself, and I heard him talking, and uh, Jimmy was talking to Bob, and uh, he says, "Well, you know." He got, you know, he was getting a little snug out there with him. So I had to, you know, I had to wake him up and Bob looked right at him and said, he don't care. And that was a compliment. I didn't know it at the time, but right. that was Bob complimenting me yep. and it was kind of his way of s sticking up for me. Yep. And I remembered that, you know, when I could start to figure the business out a little bit, I figured out Jimmy did the right thing. Bob did a really nice thing and I made a mistake that I tried to not make anymore. I tried to get better and just look like I was knocking your head off instead of actually knocking your head off. So it was such a rich experience for me at that time and learning from it. I was very appreciative and, you know, Bunkhouse Bunk turned out to be just a fantastic character and a fantastic worker. Jimmy Golden was anybody's worked with him. He, he was excellent and he was skilled in the old school coming through Knoxville and, you know, them owning territories, the Fullers and in the Knoxville area and the rich history that it has to this day as far as wrestling fans. So Knoxville's always been one of those towns you went to, you knew you had, if you had 3000 people or 10,000 or 500, they were hardcore wrestling fans that loved it and, uh, gave you back everything that you gave them. I'm really glad we got to tell that story. That was a great one. Uh, Nate wants to know on a recent podcast, you said you didn't get into pro wrestling to become champion. That runs counter to the opinion of some that if you don't want to be champion, you quote, shouldn't be in the business. And I think that's a line that, uh, dusty Rhodes famously said to DDP and it's been repeated a bunch. Have you ever had a discussion with any of the boys about this? And why is your approach different maybe than dusty's? Well, I think dusty always knew that he was. He was a guy that could and should have been world champion in his mind. That was, that was his goal. And you know, he was right. That personality of his was, was far and above and beyond most people's even, uh, ability to understand it, right. much less perceive it. My goal was always, I mean, I was not a guy that I walked in the room and everybody looked at and went, damn, what a look. <laughs> you 
you know, it's one of those, my deal was bell to bell and I knew my pretty, pretty early on that I could adapt and adjust to about anybody's style. Now I just wanted to get the psychology part and, you know, and get smooth and get, uh, comfortable in the ring and, you know, increase the tools on my tool belt. So I could have something for every situation that occurred, no matter who the opponent, I had something I could do to entertain the audience. And that was my goal. It was totally different. Uh, you know, there was days that I would think about what would it be like to be the world champion? You know, I got, but it wasn't something I harped on. I did want to be that guy that went out there every night with a different baby face opponent and was able to just tear the joint down. That was my goal. And, uh, you know, it just when you don't have the body of a Lex Luger or the charisma of a Dusty Rhodes, you know, there's plenty of spots left on the card for guys that can just go out and really give you a tremendous performance and, and pull something out of you emotionally as an opponent and as an office member, or not an office member, but a audience member. Sorry about that. And uh, that was my goal. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing, waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you may feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't ever to the naked eye trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are. And they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop over a mile to stop. By that time, it's too late, and the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The trains can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way. And you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. John Bush wants to know, how would a match between FTR and the Brain Busters go? You and Tully would be the heel in this scenario. Uh, he also continues. I've been a fan of yours for over 30 years. I just want to thank you personally for everything. I always look forward to your matches and I absolutely love the spine buster. So way to go, John. Appreciate all the compliments for our pal Arn here. What do you think though? How would that match go? You know, the brain busters and FTR. Well, are we all in the same time frame when proper ages? Is this a wish list? We're going to say everybody's 30. How's that? Everybody's 30. Okay. All right. I don't know. It sure would be interesting to match wits with those guys. They're quick studies and they're uh, very talented, you know, and, and the thing about it is they know who they're patterning themselves after. It's not like they're saying when guys compare them to us, you know, they're the first ones to say you're hundred percent right. They don't deny it. Uh, they've copied our thought process more so than the, you know, the actual move set. It's the thought process. It's the being a team and truly understanding where your partner is at all times. If you get in trouble, he's just an arm reach away. You know, that's ring positioning and, and cutting the ring off and isolating your opponent onto your half of the ring. So that if you do get in trouble, you're, just a tag away. And those guys have perfected it. They're a lot more athletic than Tully and I will ever be. That's for sure. And that's just evolution of the entire 
crew of these young wrestlers and any company you want to pick out there, you look at them athletically and just go, God, I couldn't have even thought of that or pictured that in my mind, much less pulled it off. Um, as far as us wrestling them, you know, I still would like to think that, uh, the one advantage we might have is, is we were a little nastier. Our thought process was a little bit more vicious and, uh, have, I have no problem kicking a guy's knee out from under him or punting him in the head or anything we had to do, uh, to gain an advantage and totally didn't have a problem with it either. And I think these guys have a skill set that is beyond ours. I just don't know if they have that nasty, vicious frame of mind that we had, and that would be our advantage. Theirs would be the advantage that they're just technically more sound than we are. You know, it's interesting to talk about FTR too, because I think a lot of times when, when we fans see a really successful tag team, we start to think about the inevitability of, well, one day these guys will split up and then they'll go on to be single stars. And I wonder what that'll look like because we've seen it with the Hart foundation or the British bulldogs or the rockers, heck, even you and Tully were, were singles competitors. But for whatever reason, I just don't get that impression with FTR. I tend to think that their goal is to stay a tag team. I mean, I'm not asking you to reveal any sort of trade secrets or inside knowledge that you have, but would it surprise you if those guys remained a tag team forever? Well, backing up a little bit, Tully and I never split up. Right. We went separate ways, you know, because of business decisions, but it was, you know, we never got into a feud or anything of that nature. These guys are committed to being a team, and I think being the best team when it's all said and done, you know, that ever lived. And I think that's a that's a very achievable goal for them, and I think it's a admirable one uh, because if they do become that team and they do, you know, survive the test of time, that will admit they've been in some incredible tag matches with some of the best teams alongside them of their era. I don't see them splitting up. I think their goals are too consistent. I think their friendship is too consistent and they, they really are tight, uh, close friends. And I don't see that. And, and to be honest with you, I don't want to see them split up. Right. I, th- I think the sum of the parts is more valuable than them individually. Yeah, I agree too. I, I hope they, they stick together. Uh, Memphis wants to know what are orange three demandments or more generally, what are C three simple things you should live your life. You should do to live your most rewarding life. Boy, I butchered that one. Do you have three things like three rules of thumb that you live your life by that have served you well? Uh, sweat every day. There's one. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter how you do it. Put your family uh, first in your business thoughts. Uh, one of those reasons to get out and go sweat every day, and, you know, whether it's at the gym or it's running or whatever the deal may be, it doesn't matter. You want to stay healthy. You want to enjoy every day because none of us are guaranteed tomorrow, you know. Um, 
put your family first and uh, I guess just some, take something out of every single day out of your life and enjoy it. Doesn't matter how minor or major it is. Just find something about every day to enjoy because when you're on this road, especially in this business and this spills over, I know we're talking about generalities as far as life, but when you're in this business, you're going to be on the road. A lot of times you're going to be away from your family. It's going to be time that you will never, ever get back at 61. I send my, spend a lot of my time sitting on the couch, just enjoying the moment that I'm watching television sharing a pizza, sharing whatever the meal may be that night. Uh, and I'm not a big pizza guy, but it doesn't suck to sit there and watch Braves baseball with my boys and my wife, you know, and uh, eating a piece of pizza and just going, you know, this is cool being together because you're separated so much of the time. And before you know it, 20 years has went by and, uh, you find out that your children are now adults and they think like adults and they act like adults. And sometimes they do anyway. And their thought process is at a whole different level that you didn't even realize happened. They grow up quick. So enjoy your family while you can and always put them at top of the list. Good information. Good advice. Uh, this is, uh, I think what they call in the business sitting under the learning tree, boys and girls, Aaron wants to know if Vince had really shown up when Eric Bischoff challenged him to a fight, who do you think would have won in real life? The audience. <laughs> I agree. So, something tells me that would have went south pretty quickly. Uh, I can't even imagine that. You know, uh, but hey, who knows? Eric's got that martial arts background, right? He does. He might have broke down on some kung fu fighting. Um, the fact that Vince was all jacked up yep. may or may not have came into play. It would have might have been one for the ages. Cornette says in real life, Vince would eat Bischoff alive just because he's got a fucked up. I'm not going to let this guy beat me no matter what mentality. Whereas Bischoff is probably more of a points karate fighter. At least that's Cornette's thinking. Uh, but of course we know that Bischoff spit a bunch of chiclets out of his mouth over the years because he used to be a bouncer and getting fights. So it would have been something to see, but I do think Corny might be onto something with Vince has got to be like just strong willed as hell. And I don't think he would have wanted to take an ass whipping in front of a live crowd. Let's put it to you this way. It would have been either real good or real bad. Yeah. No in between as a spectator. It would have been one or the other. I'm pretty sure. Oh man. Before we keep going Aaron, I, uh, I want to make mention of something that I absolutely love about, uh, Tony Schiavone on dynamite. Um, you can see his disdain for MJF, but on our show, my, my show with Tony, he'll refer to MJF as a prick and he calls him a little prick, like a little prick. 
And it occurred to me, if you wanted to turn a little prick into a big prick, you go to bluechew.com. We're going to get your ding dong real, real hard. Aren't you tired of serving up that soft serve around the house? Here's what mama really wanted for mother's day. She wanted a five-star match. We're talking about PEDs for your junk meat. I'm so excited that bluechew.com continues to sponsor us here on the show. It is the talk of the wrestling business. It has become a revolutionary piece of business in many, many households, and you can be next. Now, what's all, as a friend of yours used to say, what's causing all this? Well, you know what's going on. We're talking about the world's first chewable with the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis. Now, here's the best part about this. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. And since it's made in the USA and Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than going to the pharmacy. But maybe best of all, there's no more awkwardness. And right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code ARN. You just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. The promo code is ARN and you get to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring our hard-ons. Uh, Adam Hall wants to know, did you ever really have a dog named Spot? Of course, they're trying to be a smart-ass about your retirement speech, but come on. You never had a dog named Spot, did you? No. No, absolutely not. I have always you know, growing up with dogs and my grandfather had two bird dogs, liver spot pointers. He was a uh, quail hunter. And, uh, that was the dogs that I had growing up. Um, I had a pit bull terrier and as an adult, we have had three dogs. We had a Cocker Spaniel named Sammy, who was with us, God bless him, for 13, going on 14 years, who was the first member of my family as an adult. And then we had Petey, who is a red palm, and we now have Smokey, who is a black palm. So that's been the members of our family. No one named Spot. Smokey? That ain't after some SEC stuff, is it? No, it was meant to be, we were going to get two. So it was going to be Smokey and the Mandit. Oh, I love that. And this was Brock's idea and he picked out Smokey and we haven't got the Bandit yet, but I'm pushing for it. <laughs> well, we know who we got to sell on that. Uh, DX927 writes, was Arn ever a fan of chocolate cake like JR? Uh, if not, then what's his favorite real cake? Now, let me give you a little peek behind the curtain on JR show. He says that when he first went to work for Vince, uh, they had a code word, him and Bobby, Bobby Heenan, not eaten. Uh, Bobby would say, uh, Jim, uh, you still got some of that chocolate cake in your room. And it was code for, well, maybe something Rob Van Dam might enjoy. So DX nine, two, seven wants to know, were you ever a fan of that kind of chocolate cake or was that not your deal? What a big doobie. <laughs> yeah. Or a little one, a medium sized yeah. one. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. It's been nicknamed chocolate cake by Bobby Heenan. And we keep that tradition alive with Jr. Uh, 
Well, you know what? I think anybody that says, you know, that grew up my age and went through the 70s and and 80s and all that, and, you know, that says they didn't have a little puff experimentally, it'd be lying. Right. I would suggest having that chocolate cake be a real thing. And after you had a puff, have a big piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah, they go hand in hand. That's for sure. Bet your ass they do. What about uh, your actual favorite type of cake? Not not a not a not a gimmick, but a real cake. What's your favorite go to? Well, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Aaron makes a chocolate cake that I get usually just on my birthday. That she actually melts the. Uh, Nestle morsels mm. into the batter or into the, uh, not the cake, but the icing. Right. It, and it becomes real heavy and it is real moist. And is it's one of those that instead of a day or two later, it gets dry. This one gets even more moist for whatever magic she puts in it. Wow. It's all, it's awesome, buddy. Now, Cream brulee cheesecake from Firebirds. Oh, I know where that is. I've been there. Buddy, have you had the cream brulee cheesecake? No, I have not. I'll tell Megan though, but Morgan loves Firebirds. So usually when I'm, if I'm there for a week, I'm eating it at least once. Yeah, it's a, it's great. It's one of our favorites, but that no matter what you do, get that next time. It is outstanding. Let's, uh, let's keep it moving here. This is an interesting Ramones wants to know, or I'm sorry, Rambones. What a, what a name. Uh, who is your top tag team from the 20th century? And who's your top team so far in the 21st century? And where do you see tag team wrestling going in the next 20 years? A lot to unpack here. Uh, I don't think I'm stepping on a limb to say your favorite modern team right now is FTR, right? Yes, sir. So who is your favorite tag team of the prior century? Midnights, rock and rolls, somebody else? Well, both of those, um, I would say that's two of the ones that, that really stand out. You know, I guess my favorite of all time would have to be Slater and Orton because they are the ones that inspired me to want to be a wrestler. Well, there you go. Slater and Orton. I don't know that I would have guessed that, but that's cool. And then what do you they, think wrestling's going in the next 20 years? Tag team wrestling that is. I think it will always be around because it gives four guys the chance to go out and really shine in the confines of one match. And when it's done well, it's kind of hard to follow a great tag match. And I truly believe that you have the championships on the right, on the right team and you have the right challengers and you have the right story in place and you got 30 minutes to get it done. You, it's hard to follow a great tag match. Cody has a question for you that I'm sure is going to get you quarter hot. He says, Arn, you're known more for your spine buster, but the DDT was your finish. Why did you not just stick with the spine buster as your finish? Um, because I could get to a DDT from anywhere. Right. It made it easy to attempt it and get it countered and get it blocked and build the drama into the match that I was, I was really desperately attempting to, 
to hit a DDT on a guy, and I literally, I mean literally, could come from the depths of death and hit it on a guy, and uh, it just worked. It really did. Interesting question here, one we've never really talked about. Mayhem wants to know, what was it like feeding a comeback for baby faces like Ricky Morton or Magnum TA, where every bump you take is a wall of noise from screaming fans or dealing with a constant roar from the rock and roll Express's female fans. Does that throw off your timing in the ring? Hell no. It lit a fire under my ass. It's what I live for. You can go back and watch some of those old television tapings or stuff. And from the moment. You know, those guys came through the curtain to the moment they went back through the curtain. It was like a, just a, a constant. <sighs> if that came across right on, you know, it just was a constant roar from the, from the crowd and they never got quiet. And it just, you know, as we all know, ask any athlete, what helps drive you? Obviously being in shape, loving loving the sport that you're in or the, however you want to put it or an entertainer who's in, you know, a high wire act in the, you know, Cirque du Soleil doesn't matter. Pro football, basketball, whatever. The thing that drives you, the freebie that you get is adrenaline and the audience gives you adrenaline and that's what fuels your performance. And when they are just, just ape shit for the entire time, or most of the time you're in the ring, that's the adrenaline rush you get that fuels you. And that's, that's what puts some of your performances over the top. Tyson Thompson writes with the NFL starting back, what position would Arn Anderson want to play linebacker? Perhaps that is sort of fun to think about Arn Anderson as a football player. If we could drop you in a lineup somewhere in your prime, what position do you think you would have enjoyed? Yeah, linebacker would have been. You know, I played linebacker in high school, and uh, I actually played, you know, uh, beside a gentleman named Ray Donaldson, who went on to be a center for the University of Georgia and was on that national champion team with Herschel, uh, 1980, and was an excellent linebacker. Uh, they did move him to center, like I said, and it was, uh, it was a fun position to play because you could do some head hunting. Um, I was never skilled enough to play college or certainly pro, but, uh, even at the high school level in Georgia, there were some pretty good high school teams, you know, that we played very competitive. A lot of athletes went on to college and some to play pros. So it was a fun position to play. One of the things I enjoy most about our podcast is that it's all about nostalgia. It makes me think about, you know, being a kid and growing up as such a big wrestling fan and growing up cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but most of us had to give it up when we realized it's full of sugar and junk that we really shouldn't be eating. But then when you realize, Hey, if I cut out all the carbs and the sugar, man, there, there's nothing I can even eat anymore, but you still need to eat breakfast, right? I mean, we've always heard it's the most important meal of the day and that makes sense. You know, if you, if you start your, uh, your engine going the right way in the morning, you're going to be more productive at work. You're going to get more shit done, but how do we make this happen? Magic spoon. 
Magic Spoon is a sponsor of this podcast, and I got to tell you, we are a fan in the Thompson household. And here's why you're going to dig it. Zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in every serving. They've also got four really badass flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. It tastes amazing. It almost feels too good to be true. It's keto-friendly. It's gluten-free. It's grain-free. It's soy-free. It's low-carb, and it's GMO-free. I have absolutely fell in love uh, with Magic Spoon. My wife is a big fan of fruity, and, and you can probably guess what that tastes similar to. I'm a big fan of cocoa. Uh, our daughter really likes blueberry. You're going to love it too. Find out which one you like the best. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash ARN. Grab a variety pack and try them all today. Be sure to use that promo code ARN to check out. You're going to get free shipping for that. We should mention Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash ARN and use the promo code ARN for free shipping. And we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. We believe in it. You will too. Try the cocoa, buddy. You're going to dig it. Magicspoon.com forward slash ARN. Here's a fun one. Uh, Peter wants to know, does Arn have any good Virgil stories? I haven't seen him talked about that much. What was your opinion of him? Of course, the real life Mike Jones, we've had a lot of fun talking about with Tony Schiavone on what happened when, uh, and of course he was with you briefly in the WWF as Virgil, but then you probably were around him a little more in WCW when he was Vincent with the NWO, any good Mike Jones stories you can share with us? Well, I don't know if I've told this one before, but one day we're backstage and I was walking and talking with Kurt Haney and, uh, Vincent or Virgil or whoever you want to call him was walking ahead of us. I forget what we're even talking about. We're just probably yucking it up. And he, he paused for a moment and he looked at Virgil and he didn't even look at me. He just said, Beetlejuice. <laughs> and I immediately knew what he's talking about. The shrunken head, the tiny head. You know, you had, you had Virgil all jacked up and he had this little walnut head. And <laughs> man, I just, I almost peed myself. I was laughing so hard. That's all he said was the one word. And it was almost like it was code. And, uh, it just fit. I got it. And it was just part of that Kurt Hanning humor. Mike Whitaker has an interesting question that I don't think I've ever asked you about. He says, have you ever talked to the guy that slapped you on your back that fateful day and talked to him about what happened? Did you know the guy who patted you on the back that day in Vegas when you knew something was wrong or was it just a random fan or something? Well, no, it wasn't, it wasn't in Vegas. It was after I had my surgery and I was back Mm. at Gold's gym and I was rehabbing, you know, I was thinking I was coming back Right. and I'm in the gym, you know, and you know, my strength is coming back and I'm stretching out and I'm starting to feel good. I guess I'd been back in the gym maybe two months, you know, and uh, I thought I was on schedule. And I didn't even know who the guy was. I didn't know him. It was just somebody that had seen me in there for years, I guess, had been a member 
or maybe not even years. Maybe they don't, I don't, I don't know his backstory, but I know it wasn't someone that I knew. It was just someone that I was gone out of the gym and I got the impression he didn't know maybe why. And now I'm back and it was like, okay, good to see you. Glad to see you're back here. It was one, just one of those things. But it was, it was the day that I realized you're done. Right. Um, so no, I did not know who the guy was, nor have I, do I even have a recollection? I'm sure I saw him many times after that. Cause I went back to the same gym many times, uh, or I don't know if it scared him that he thought he might've knocked the water out of my hand or I don't know what the deal was, but I don't recall seeing him after that. Saki, the sock puppet. What a name wants to know what's been the most disappointing and the proudest matches you ever had and why we've talked a lot about some of your favorite matches that you had, and we'll get back to that. But when I say most disappointing match, does one jump to mind? Probably the renegade match. Yeah. It just stunk. And it is it, you know, I couldn't fix it. There's no way I could fix it. It just was not good and it wasn't going to get good. And the longer it went, the poor audience, you know, they figured out pretty soon it was going to be a stinker. That's, that's one that I was not able to save or fix or even make presentable. What about your, uh, your favorite? Do you have a favorite proudest moment? Hmm. I don't think one that really steps out, you know, above the others. Uh, I enjoyed my time in the ring pretty much every single time I went out there because I knew that I had some way, somehow been blessed and actually got to do what I envisioned doing as a child. And now it had come to fruition. I was actually doing it. And I was actually in a position to, to do it for at least an extended period of time. And when you wanted something as badly as I wanted that, I mean, it's all I could ever remember wanting to do with my life. I didn't want to be fireman. I didn't want to be a doctor or a lawyer or a president. I didn't want to be any of those things, you know, that, that kids go through, you know, when they're young and growing up and, hey, I want to do this. All I can ever remember from about age eight was I wanted to be a wrestler and I was doing it and uh, it was never lost on me that each time I went to the ring, hey, you're, you're here, you know, pay attention, learn, enjoy it because you actually made it. Uh, here's an interesting one from Seth. He says, was there ever a time when a pro athlete or celebrity was brought in to work and immediately it was discovered they were so bad that any possible opportunity was immediately dropped. Remember that ever being discussed and somebody maybe ran the ropes one time and was like, Nope, this ain't for me. No, unfortunately, uh, if they were invited in and there was conversation about having a match, once they were there, guess whose hands it fell on <laughs> to, to try to make it work. Yeah, that couldn't uh, have always been easy. I never I never remember a situation where 
that were gotten in the ring and they just went, God, they're so terrible. You know, we can't risk that. We can't risk the other guys, you know, getting crippled or, or hurt because this guy's so rotten. Because if they would have, they would have never let Eligante in the ring. Wow. Yeah. It was terrible. Terrible. And as I found out, had some strength when he got mad. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard it, but, uh, Jim Ross has a great story about coaching up Eligante. They were supposed to do a, a promo together and they were trying to tease something with him and flair. I'm sure the thinking was the old cliche. Well, flair can have a, a good match with a broomstick. So they're maybe going to put that to the test with Eligante and in the promo, you know, as Jim say, all right, you need to say something like this and you need to talk about Ric Flair and just say something like this. Are you ready? Yes. So he tees it up and then puts the mic in front of his face and he says, Ric Flair, I kill you. He's like, okay, cut. Let's do that again. <laughs> can't say, can't say I'm going to kill you. So they do it again. Same thing. Ric Flair, I kill you. Just hilarious. So he had the same aptitude for the mic that he did in the ring, I guess. Well, so he should have, somebody should have got a giant broom and swept him out of the building. <laughs> Let Rick because... wrestle the broom. Yeah. Because then we had confirmed two of the things that you really need to be able to do is talk and wrestle. And he couldn't do either one, but he was tall. He was eight feet tall. Something else. Uh, Jesse James Smith wants to know, instead of feuding with them and instead of bringing in Paul Roma, what if Steve Austin and Brian Pillman, the blondes became horsemen with you and flair, I think it would have worked. What do you think? Pet your ass, it would have worked. But at that point in time, no one was really trying to, you know, I mean, the horsemen were staples, the name, the history. But by that time, the horsemen had been so diminished. We weren't a real threat like we were at one time. I mean, we dominated the industry. Jim Crocker promotions, I, I, I would say, and I would put the Midnight Express in that same vein. But, you know, from 85 to 88, you know, if you said Jim Crocker Promotions or NWA, first thing you thought was Horseman. Right. By this time, it had been, there had been so many different versions of it that, that it wasn't considered by anybody, including us, you even, you know, we even felt it, you know, we weren't the staples of the company, the cornerstone anymore, but if you would have put those two guys with us and really put a rocket on it, now I'm just sitting here feeling it right now. God knows where that could have went because those personalities would have jailed. Uh, I had tagged with Austin. I'd been in the ring with Austin. I'd wrestled Austin. I had made, you know, some trips with Austin, very few, but, and I drank a lot of beer with Austin and I knew that, that we had a lot of the same thought processes where the business was. Brian Pillman was one of those guys that very intense, very athletic, very smart, had a wrestling IQ, had some things in his mind that he wanted to try and, you know, as far as with within the industry and, and came to light later on that whole 
loose cannon thing. You know, we will never know how real it was or if he was just a world-class actor. Who knows? You never knew with Brian. You know, was it? Was he that guy or was he not? So it's a very interesting what if. It is. It's hard to imagine, but it is fun to think about. All right, fellas, listen up. You may not have realized this, but today is my anniversary. That's right. I've been married to my lovely wife, Megan, now for two glorious years. And if you've seen a picture of both of us, you know that, well, I outkicked my coverage. She's hotter than the face of the sun. And I am here to tell you about my friends at Saved by the Pod. It's one of my favorite wrestling podcasts, and it's not just a wrestling podcast. You see, Saved by the Pod is a pop culture wrestling podcast that you may not have known that you wanted, but you actually need. From the Un-Americans to American Bandstand, from the Beach Boys to Beach Brawl. What about Double Dare to Double or Nothing? Saved by the Pod takes you back to all the music, television, and pop culture that surrounded your wrestling fandom that month. Plus, Saved by the Pod is the only wrestling podcast that gives you a chance to win cash. You heard me. Hold hard cash every month. I can't believe this is real. But these dumb sons of bitches have offered over $30,000 in cash and prizes to their lucky listeners in the last few weeks. All this plus your chance to win two, count them, two lower bowl tickets to AEW's next fully fan-attended pay-per-view. No other podcast is doing that, not even mine. Join our host, Holly B. For a trim... For a trip down pop culture memory lane, along with everyone's favorite Efren for an alternative and ridiculous look at pay-per-views and television from years past. It's time to relive your youth. It's time to relive your wrestling fandom. It's time to be saved by the pod. Subscribe and download now available on all of your podcast platforms and be sure to follow the show online at save BT pod. That's at S-A-V-E-D-B-T-P-O-D. And I got to tell you, I am a real big fan of these guys in real life. Efren and Polly B are two of my very best friends. Polly B actually spent like three or four nights here at the Conradison recently. Can't wait to have Efren over. He's my best gay friend I ever had. I cannot recommend this podcast enough. If you're like me and you like old TV, you like old music, you like old wrestling, you're going to love Saved by the Pod. Now you might not love Tim, but you know what? Nobody else does either. And as Meat Loaf famously once said, two out of three ain't bad. Seriously, on adfreeshows.com, you're going to see a lot of Polly B and Efren moving forward. Can't say enough about these guys. They're entertainers. They're just like me and you, big time wrestling fans, and they're trying to entertain over at Saved by the Pod. And they do a great job of that for me. Can't recommend it enough for you. Check it out anywhere you enjoy your podcast. It's saved by the pod or find them on all your social media channels at saved B T P O D. These are good guys. You're going to love it. It's saved by the pod. Uh, Maple leaf wrestling history podcast. A mouthful says, do you remember January of 97? Very well. It's a long shot, but I was wondering if you remember your last match teaming with Mongo against PCO and Jacques Rougeau. I was wondering if you had any stories you might share about that night in question. 
Yeah, I remember that. Um, and I think that was my actual last match um, prior to surgery. And you know, I think it went. I think it went okay, just okay. I'm sure those guys, you know, weren't happy to be in the ring with Mongo. Mongo was not polished, but he was a bad enough apple. Nobody was going to tell him that at the time. Right. Uh, I'm sure of that. And I, and I just remember it being passable. And uh, I want to say those guys beat me that night, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I, I'll remember it. Leon Daly says, do you still stay in contact with Barry Windham? We don't see or hear much of him and his turn to join the horseman was one of the best heel turns ever. In my opinion, he was just so great in the ring. Yeah, Barry, I don't, I, I've had the, uh, uh, opportunity to do some signings over the last couple of years, maybe, four or five, you know, with, with the horsemen, uh, Tully and JJ included and several places, uh, which I've really enjoyed talking to Barry, uh, at those, uh, he lives down in central Florida. I think he pretty much kind of keeps to himself unless he's doing a signing or something. I haven't seen him, uh, not nearly as much as, uh, as I would have liked to have, because I always got along with Barry, uh, we were very good friends for a long time in the business and really a special guy. Let's, uh, let's do another one here. Instagram, a wrestling historian wants to know what was it about Tully Blanchard that made him your best tag team partner? That's an interesting question because we know you had Ole, we know you had Larry Zabisco, but your old pal, Bobby Eaton, he's up there in that rarefied air as being one of the most universally well-respected and most talked about great tag team wrestlers ever. And one of your very best friends, what was it about Tully that made it special with you and him? Um, his wrestling IQ was advanced beyond mine. His thought process was really advanced as far as how to utilize me. The fact that we were all in water, we were totally different in our styles. Um, you know, Tully was second generation and I've said before, those guys just had the advantage on the rest of us because they grow up in the business. Tully was really, really smart. He was really one of those guys and he was such an asshole that it just bled through to the audience. Tully was, might've been respected. You know, a lot of people, you know, will tell the truth these days. You know, they'll say I, I respected Tully's ability, but I really didn't like him. Right. And, uh, that's the best way to describe it because he was, he was a horseman. He lived it hundred percent. He had the watch, he had the wardrobe, he drove the Mercedes, you know, he lived the lifestyle of a horseman. And, uh, it was one of those things that you knew when Tully Blanchard came through the curtain, you were looking at a professional and, uh, he, he believed that his, you know, crap didn't stink. And he, to this day, he just has that swagger about him. You know, when you see him walking around, once he gains his confidence in his setting, 
he owns the room and that's, uh, that's the way he was. And he was so good at utilizing my skills to complement his skills and, and turn it into a form, formidable uh, team. And I learned a lot from him and I give him a lot of credit for the success that the horseman had because he was the one constant. He was the one heel in the ring that everybody despised. Let's uh, let's talk about something more current. Reluctant Millennial wants to know, what do you think about the way Roman Reigns is being presented alongside Paul Heyman? Well, I've said before, Roman should still be a heel from the first day. The, the Shield, you know, were were hired or utilized or whatever you want to say by Hunter as his hit squad. He should have never been anything but that kick-ass Samoan killing machine. That's who he is, and that's that's how he's going to, you know, get even better than he is right now because he's going to be allowed to be himself. And putting words in his mouth and having him be something that he's not, you know, was a mistake with Roman. It's, uh, it's crystal clear who he is and who he should have been from day one. Paul, Paul Heyman is also a guy that even though a lot of people in the industry now, you know, the curtains pulled back a little bit and they respect him as far as his ability to, to cut a promo and, and get you revved up for the upcoming match, you know, Paul has a lot of skills and a lot of history and a lot of knowledge and he's very unlikable as well. And, uh, I think he will make it easier for Roman to be a, um, unlikable figure. Savewithconrad.com makes saving money fast and easy, but don't take my word for it. Just ask Brian in Topeka, Kansas. He left us a five-star review and wrote Conrad Thompson and his team helped me and my wife own a home. Thanks for helping us with the best decision of our lives. No, thank you, Brian, for trusting us with your single biggest investment. What about David over in Manassas Park, Virginia? He left us a five-star review and wrote, I'll be honest, I was hesitant at first to use a lender I'd never heard of before. However, Jimmy and Jennifer made the whole process easy. And I got a great interest rate as well. In past experiences, I hated dealing with lenders because the whole process was always a mess and created nonstop headaches. Savewithconrad.com made the process streamlined and straightforward. I will recommend them to all my friends and family going forward. What about Veronica in Oakdale, California? She left us a five-star review and said, Derek is great. We had 20 years left on our mortgage. We took out some cash. We're still at 20 years and our payment only went up $80 and the interest rate is under 3%. Think about that. The cash you've been looking for, it's hiding in your house. Find out how much money you can save right now for free and how great our five-star service is at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. That's SaveWithConrad.com. One last one, then we'll wrap up this week. Comes to us from King Owen 94 Were you happy with how your autobiography turned out? I'm sure this comes up because recently we had a question here on the show that asked, would you write a second book and you shut it down and said, Nope, not for you. Were you not happy with the way your first one turned out? No, it was fine, but it, it reached a moment in my career that, uh, it was a stepping off point. Um, I have had 
20 year, 19 years in a bubble that I've probably talked about to the point of people are sick of hearing about it, but I, I've had a little bit of a career resurgence to where there is a second step uh, in my career. There is, you know, with my son, uh, Brock, now training. And, you know, I have high hopes for him as far as uh, being able to become a part of this business. It's like a, a whole nother phase to my life. It, it hasn't played out one way or the other to the point that I can go, okay, this was a success. He's now in the business. Here's what he's doing. Here's, you know, until I can sit in the stands, if it's meant to be, if God has it in his plan for us, until I can sit in the stands with his mother and watch him go out and perform, you know, good or bad, whatever he has to bring to the business and offer and uh, see him come back through the curtain safely, um, I won't be at a getting off point where I can go, okay, now I'm going to write the next chapter to my life and, and involving him. And it just doesn't feel like I'm at a point to where a second, if not final version of, okay, here was your, your life, the first 15 years, here was the next 25. And, uh, it just doesn't feel like I'm there yet. I'm still relatively active in, in the industry. So I feel like it should be over one way or the other. And certainly I'm not wishing death, but short of death, certainly retirement and full retirement should be the point where you write your second book, I think. Well, that's going to wrap us up this week. We appreciate you guys tuning in for another hashtag ask Arn anything coming up next week. We've got bragging rights, 2010, and then we'll finish up the month of October with another hashtag ask Arn anything. And don't forget coming up next week, we've got the chamber of horrors, 1991 watch along. Yes. We're going to make Arn Anderson watch Abdul the Busher get electrocuted. That was a real thing. It's all happening over at adfreeshows.com where you can get all these shows early and ad free. And Arn, you've even had some interactive events over there. We've done a few zooms now, and uh, I hear that you're having a great time with those. Developing a lot of friendships, a lot of family. That family is growing by the way. Love to have everyone be a part of it. Check it out. If you haven't already, it's adfreeshows.com. Until next time, he is at The Arn Show on Twitter. I am at Hey Hey, it's Conrad, and we are out of time. We'll see you next week right here for Bragging Rights 2010. It's Arn. Get your Arn gear at ArnShirts.com and check out BoxaGimmicks.com, the official store of The Arn Show, where you can find gimmicks for the Arn fan in your life. New items added weekly. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful, classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She's easy. Wait, what? Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye flawless, near colorless, high quality, round, brilliant cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the test of time. Krista is available. She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. 
he's in the love business. This magnificent full one carat round brilliant cut diamond is only $31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive, plus free shipping and 12 months interest-free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only or go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on the Krista ready for love engagement ring. Steven Singer Jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. I've been telling you for a long time that SaveWithConrad.com can save you money, but don't take my word for it. What made you come to Save With Conrad in the first place? Yeah, so uh, the idea of a 30-year loan became less and less appealing to me, and I really didn't want such a black cloud looming over my head for so long. So... You know, being an avid listener of Conrad's podcast and always hearing about Save with Conrad uh, routinely, you know, I figured, you know, let's let's give refinancing a go. You know, why not? Can't hurt anything. So, really, that's pretty much it. Got put in contact with the team, and the rest is history. I actually got ninety-seven thousand dollars knocked off of my total scheduled payments from the original loan, and about five, six years. Um, Man, I, I, so I see here that Derek helped you out with your refinance. How was it working with Derek and the team? Oh, it was, Derek was, Derek was great. Um, and as with the team, you know, it was such a fluid, pain-free, quick, and highly efficient process. Was there anything that we could improve in the future? Actually, I, I would, I, I have a hard time imagining any improvement. If you were to have an open mic to all our listeners, what would you tell them um, to encourage them to come to stay with Conrad? If you want some kind of pain-free, uh, quick, efficient process where you won't be going through the headaches, you know, you won't feel like you're going through the motions, you won't feel like you're stuck spinning your wheels because things aren't moving as you think they should, I would highly suggest reaching out to Save with Conrad. I mean, I mean, it's I don't I don't foresee anything being better. So what are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save right now for free. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. Even credit scores in the 500s can be approved. And if we can't save you money, we won't waste your time. But because we're licensed in more than 40 states, we can help more families than ever before. Find out how much money you can save right now for free. At SaveWithConrad.com. Oh, and did I mention you could skip your next two house payments? Hurry to SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.